Hey, this is Erin. And Melissa. And we're Trending Northwest, a weekly podcast all about the latest in our region, introducing you to people you'll want to know if you don't already. We're on a personal mission to celebrate kindness, innovation, and diversity, which is at the heart of our culture in the Northwest. Join us as we shine light on topics that are trending for good and have conversations with some of the most fascinating people in our area. Learn more about guests on the podcast and read about trending topics at trendingnorthwest.com. Episodes are dropping weekly, so be sure to hit the subscribe button wherever you get your podcasts now. As the founder and executive director of Latinos in Spokane, Jennifer Mesa has been a force for good in our community. Now she is the creative force behind a powerful documentary, The Immigration Resident, which aims to break stereotypes and barriers to communication. Their upcoming fundraiser at the Montvale that is going to be on October 20th includes a sneak peek at their acclaimed film, a delicious dinner, and a chance to connect with the filmmakers and brave individuals who have come forward to tell their stories. It's a meaningful way for you to get involved and support the Latino community during this Hispanic and Latino History Month and gain an even deeper understanding of the challenges face our neighbors here in Spokane and beyond. Check it out and get your tickets at trendingnorthwest.com slash LES. Welcome to Trending Northwest, Jennifer. Thank you. Thank you for having me here. We are delighted to get to talk with you today. And we got a sneak peek at the trailer and parts of the film. And we're here to tell you this is a powerful documentary. There have been so many people involved in this project, and it's come together beautifully from the cinematography to the messaging to the bravery of the individuals who came forward to tell their stories, um, which in some cases, you know, puts them at risk. And they have had such a big opportunity to share stories that are compelling in a way that will just tear at your heartstrings because... These are real issues faced by real people right here in Spokane. For those who aren't fortunate enough to know you and the work that you do in our community, could you tell us what drew you to developing this project? Yeah, so um, I am I'm the executive director for Latinos in Spokane. Uh, I am also a uh, urban planner, and I've been doing community development and uh, cross-cultural community development for a while here in our state. And um, I'm also a mom. Uh, I'm your neighbor. I live in Spokane. So uh, the reason I wanted to start highlighting these stories is mainly that there's this invisible presence of community members throughout our state, uh, throughout our country. You know, people that are behind the scenes doing the work, whether it's farm work, whether it's service work, um, restaurants, um, you know, all the essential uh, work that takes place is mainly done by immigrants. Here in Spokane, you know, across the the country in the East Coast as well. It's like you see this presence of uh, immigrants that are leading this really important labor to keep our communities going. And um, and in many cases, it's been very convenient for corporations, for cities, for um, you know businesses. In some case, um, to have this invisible presence, um, and we're here. You know, undocumented people are here. We're here. Immigrants are here. And we're more than essential. We are, um, you know, like I said, we're your neighbors. And it's important to bring these stories into light because immigration is so complex. And we want to break it down so it isn't complex. So it isn't about a status, what type of status, what country you come from, when you entered. All these things influence immigration. But I think what would influence more is the collective power of people coming together to understand and break down those complexities. 
Mm-hmm. That's fascinating. Yeah. And I'm so looking forward to seeing this documentary too when you unveil it. Um, in pre- it's coming up pretty soon, actually. So could you tell us about some of the organizations and individuals that helped to bring this documentary to life? So when we first received the grant from Empire Health Foundation, it's the Amplifying Community Stories, we were initially going to tell the story of Latinos in Spokane, which, you know, we have a really cool story to share with everybody of how we got started. But we really wanted to share the larger story because it's not only us, it's not only me, it's not only the staff. We uh, were able to lead a collective effort to support immigrants in our community across the state. So when we have had issues with farm workers, we reach out to the Washington Immigrant Solidarity Network. We reach out to Familias Unidas por la Justicia. Um, when we want to share about health programs, you know, I've been in conversations with um, the folks in Wenatchee from Parque Padrinos. Um, we also look to our community leaders and people um, like professors in our community. Um, and we wanted to share with them, you know, uh, that it's a collective effort, uh, that the groundwork that's leading um, support and activism for immigrants uh, and primarily Latino immigrants is being led by community-based organizations and experts in the field. So uh, we thought of all of our partners who we lead this collective effort with and we invited them to have a conversation. So we have uh, people from uh, unions, from activists to uh, professors, um, educators, and a little bit of everyone um, to come in to talk about, you know, what are the health inequities? What are the uh, educational inequities? And what is the systemic barriers that we face? And how can we tell a story about this? So um, the film also um, sort of intertwines the issues that we faced from 2016, 2017, during the special period of the Donald Trump era um, to the present day. So in that, we're, we're telling the stories of immigrant families that are here, uh, their experience, and then their stories are also overlapped with the expe- experience of community-based organizations and uh, community leaders in our state. We want to share with you a remarkable nonprofit organization making a difference in our community. Meet Beyond Pink, a nonprofit on a mission to improve lives by empowering our community with education, funding, and access to advanced breast screening technologies. Breast health is a crucial aspect of every person's well being, and Beyond Pink is leading the charge in making sure no one gets left behind. Beyond Pink is dedicated to spreading awareness and knowledge about breast health providing financial support for cutting-edge screening technologies and ensuring that everyone has access to the care they deserve. Beyond Pink also has an incredible event coming up, the Can't Miss Designer Fashion Show and Auction. Mark your calendars for September 23rd, 2023 for this amazing event at the prestigious Davenport Grand Hotel in beautiful downtown Spokane. For those who prefer virtual attendance, the fashion show and auctions will be simulcast from the comfort of your living room. Together, we can create a stronger, healthier, and more informed community. Learn more about Beyond Pink and join their mission by visiting their website at beyondpink.net. That's beyondpink.net. Error. And uniquely, the Latino community is impacted by not being able to have their voice heard. And there are so many reasons that there are barriers in place for that. What does this film do to break down those barriers of communication so that their full story can be heard and understood? Um, you know, we really wanted to celebrate the diversity of our community here. 
a lot of people assume that everybody is from Mexico, uh, south of the border, and you know our community is <laughs> made up of a lot of different uh, nationalities and cultures and even languages. So we brought the stories of uh, families from Honduras, from Mexico, uh, Venezuela, um, just different regions and their experiences, how they get to how they got to Spokane, how their families were separated, and what they're doing in our community. And why do some of these families not speak about the problems that they face on a daily basis? That's a risk. Um, that's, a, that's a whole lot to ask a person. Uh, a, large, a large majority of families that are immigrant are mixed status. So what does mixed status mean is that one family member can have their immigration status yeah, that could be, let's give the example of the kids. The kids can have been born here. Uh, they're, sick, they're citizens. But their family, you know, their parents or their aunts or um, mom or dad are undocumented. So a family can't always speak up because they're, they fear that they'll put in risk their family, their provider, uh, their mom, their dad. So when these issues come up, um, whether it's they're facing discrimination whether somebody's being, um, let's say they're facing discrimination in housing. How do you speak up when your landlord is, um, is taking advantage of the fact that you don't speak English well? How do you speak up when you're being threatened by ICE? Um, this happens a lot in our communities where um, people will go in to uh, collect their checks and they'll say, you know what, we don't have the pay here. And if you say anything about this, we're going to call ICE on you. This happens a lot, and this gets reported to us because we've been able to um, create that space of um, support and trust. And part of this film really highlights that of what do you do when you are too afraid to speak up or you fear putting your loved one at risk? What do you do when you need help? And, um, you know, the systems that are put in place are not designed to support you. Yeah. And there are so many systems that are in place that are causing issues for families to even access the most basic of needs. Um, aside from the film, what does Latinos in Spokane provide here locally to people who come and are being supported by the organization? Yeah, so we first provide um, a space. We provide a safe space for people to come in and ask questions um, get connected. Um, and then what we mainly do is provide wraparound services for immigrants that are arriving and immigrants that are here. And that can be anything from um, how do I find housing? How do I take charge of my immigration situation and start the legal processes to get to the next step in my immigration status? Um, we provide those wraparound services for families that are navigating American systems um, the system, community systems that we have in place here aren't always the most welcoming. Uh, we have huge language barriers, um, issues where um, a lot of places don't translate their information into Spanish or don't create language access. Uh, so then we provide that, um, that wraparound service where we have social workers. Uh, right now we have four full-time social workers that are providing those wraparound services and that they're, they're they're badass. They'll go into the courts and help translate. They'll uh, go into your, um, you know, help you go through your medical um, uh, appointment to advocate for you, uh, teach you how to advocate for yourself, teach you about your rights um, and provide those connecting, you know, bridge those barriers. Uh, we also provide um, at our center, we're very proud that we opened the, our first center for Latinos here in Spokane in 2020. 
And since then, we've been providing monthly free legal clinics. So keep out, um, keep a lookout for our Tacos and Justice Night because it's a lot of fun. And in these uh, clinics, we provide access to free attorneys. So come in, ask your questions if you're facing um, issues at the courts with parenting plans, with divorce, you know, all these other things, you can come in to talk to an attorney for free. And you can also get all the paperwork and we can help you fill out the paperwork or, you know, all these complexities that come with American systems that it's hard for an American. You know, if you speak English, it's already difficult. But yeah. if you don't understand English, you know, it's so much more of a barrier. And these places that have been in these community places like courts, they haven't always been the most welcoming. You know, we know and we've defended community members who have gone to court to pay for a traffic fine or something. And if the court clerk sees them with a heavy accent or something, they, they've used ICE and Border Patrol to uh, translate for them or they'll call them in. This happened during the Trump era. And then we passed, we helped pass Keep Washington Working, where now, you know, these laws have been in place where um, state agencies can't uh, interact with the federal agencies here in Washington state. But I share this because they have not always been the most welcoming places. Yeah. Well, and other things that Latinos in Spokane, too, does the Mercadito. And then is that still yeah. going on? Yeah. <laughs> so we have our social workers. Um, they are our community comadres. Uh, and we also have El Mercadito, which started as a food justice program and a way for people to access uh, COVID resources uh, for our essential workers. So the Mercadito, check it out. It's so much fun. We have um, free, fresh cultural food for our community. We also provide a space for entrepreneurs to showcase their products. And then we also have an entrepreneur program for um, BIPOC businesses, uh, food businesses. Sorry, It's an entrepreneur program for BIPOC food businesses to share their food. So it's really the only place in Spokane where you can get an empanada, a pupusa, a tacos, um, a choripan. I mean, you can get just about diff any food from Latin America there. Oh um, and these are new businesses that we're helping incubate, start up. And at the market, they're able to really test out their products, test out pricing. And then, you know, they'll be ready to get out into the larger community. Um, we are very excited that we just purchased a beautiful food truck for yes. our um, small business development center. Yeah. It's called Emprendete. And there we help out people that are um, starting their business, wanting to start their business. And it's kind of like an incubator space where we're able to help them through the entire process of business concept to um, how do you get your permits and how do you get out into the community. We have a food truck that we're going to be renting out to these small businesses. And we're also developing a commercial kitchen within our center so that we can start spicing up Spokane. Thank you for that. That would be great. Does that mean business yourself? Is that kind of how that, how that translates? The emprendete? Emprendete means startup. Startup. Yeah. Oh, Magic okay. Startup. Yeah. Awesome. Startup. Yeah. Well, and then the other thing that I love that you have brought to Spokane is, I mean, I went to the um, Mexico Independence Day uh, in September, too, and it seems like Latinos in Spokane has really brought a lot more cultural events that, I mean, and so what I'm saying is more like... <laughs> there are people that can feel more like a little bit more at home. Sometimes when you're from a different country, you just want to feel other people that are celebrating the same things as you, speaking your same language, the food and everything. So it does seem that you've brought some of that, your team has brought some of that too, to our, our city. Yeah. You know, I grew up in Miami and that's where we, that's where I consider um, part of my home, you know? Um, and in Miami, uh, I grew up with a lot of other Latinos from different nationalities 
And one way that we would celebrate was celebrating our independence days for our countries. Okay. You know, we have so many, um, so much to share within the Latino culture from our nationalities to our languages, to our culture, to our foods. Um, and we really wanted to bring a little bit of that into Spokane because um, we want to create belonging to our community. We want to create cultural pride and we want to share that with the larger community. Um, a lot of people don't know what do you eat in Venezuela? What do you eat in Colombia? You know, who first made the arepa? That's a huge argument between some of these countries. <laughs> um, what kind of tacos are in northern Mexico versus the food in southern Mexico? Um, we want to share that, that cultural pride. And we've had a great success with sharing um, Mexican Independence Day, uh, Central America Independence Day, uh, and we just celebrated uh, Venezuelan, uh, giving a uh, welcoming to Venezuelans. We've done Colombian Independence Days. We have rich cultural diversity here in Spokane. And, you know, we really want to create that belonging because belonging creates safety. Um, it welcomes everyone, regardless of your nationality. And who doesn't want pupusas? I mean, who does? Who no one. <laughs> Everyone. Don't forget to put inspiration and entertainment on your calendar. Get season tickets now to STCU's Best of Broadway. You can have first access to popular touring productions with live music and top talent, special offers from nearby restaurants, and so much more. West Coast Entertainment is a locally operated independent presenter of national touring Broadway productions, concerts, and other special events. Don't miss a single show-stopping moment. Learn more about their upcoming season by checking out broadwayspokane.com. My son has been struggling because um, Mirando's in the Valley closed. Yes. And so he's been like, I need my pupusas. Anytime there's a festival, we show up. Yes. <laughs> yes. And, oh, yeah. Sorry, support the Otis restaurant there. Uh, they have amazing pupusas. And come by the Mercadito. That's at the last Saturday of every month. We're at AM Cannon Park from 11 a.m. to 3 p.m. And then in the winter, we're in the West Central Community Center, and we got you. We got Colombian empanadas, we got arepas, we got pupusas, tacos. Um, yeah, we, we want to feed your belly and share our love and share um, uh, our space of belonging and share the beauty of our cultures. And speaking of the beauty of your culture, you have the most incredible event coming up for your big beautiful documentary premiere and we can't wait to get to see you there and tickets are available right now and it's not just for watching the movie it's also for a delicious meal and the honoring of community members who have been doing exceptional work right here in Spokane and around the inland northwest so how much are tickets and how will the purchase of one of these tickets help the Latinos and Spokane organization throughout our community yeah so right now um Tickets are available on our landing page um, and uh, through Eventbrite. They are $150. And $150 uh, can sound like a lot to some folks, but you're getting a dinner, a movie, and you're immersing yourself in a cultural experience. And you're immersing yourself in learning about what is, um, what is the experience of your neighbor. And we really want to create that in, in this space. Um, and the reason why we are hosting our fundraiser, this is actually our, fu our first fundraiser. We are not experts wow. in fundraising. We've been in the community for uh, many years, and all of our events are free to the community. Uh, so we're really good about free events, <laughs> but we're not really good about um, hosting these fundraisers. The purpose of the fundraiser is to uh, raise funds for our legal department. 
Um, some people don't know because, again, the complexities of immigration. But if um, if you were arrived to the border tomorrow, let's say you arrive tomorrow, you arrive with um, nothing. You know, you might have a small suitcase or a backpack. You have already paid everything that you have in your possession just to get to the border. Um, and once you get to the border, if you are lucky enough to be granted parole or asylum or be allowed to pass, you immediately have to report yourself to immigration and you have to start your immigration process. Uh, if you are to apply for asylum, an attorney will charge you um, approximately ten to $12,000. So what do you do when you enter this country and you don't have work permits? You just have like a pass to come in but you're already in debt to an, an attorney. Um, in some cases, some people can hire. In other cases, they can't. 80% of cases that are represented by an attorney have a successful outcome. We want to break those barriers. Um, you know, it, it, it's so difficult for families that are coming in from the border, from families that arrived in different ways. You know, I can share my experience. I was born in Medellin, Colombia. I was undocumented here for a while because I did not have um, a proof of entry in, in, into the U.S. Um, and all of our family's disposable income went directly to immigration attorneys. Mm -hmm. So it took me 28 years to become a resident. It took me, um, I just became a citizen a couple years ago. And yes, I can vote now. Yes, congratulations. Yes. But, you know, all of that for my mom, I was raised by a single mom mm. to be able to um, put her documents, you know, first before getting a home, um, mm. before being able to um, go to college, uh, buy a car, you know, all these things that we have to face, everything goes towards that. So um, in order for us to support families and create access to justice, access to building generational wealth, you know, we want to be able to provide legal services here for free for our community. So we're raising funds to get our own attorney, um, our own immigration attorney who can provide free and legal services to our community. And uh, we're going to do this. We're going to get this um, with the support of our sponsors, our funders. And I know that we're going to touch the hearts of the community. And, um, you know, this is going to be a community effort. Absolutely. I mean, I'm sure you could use several full-time attorneys. So we'll start with this fundraiser and then more fundraisers <laughs> yes. next year. I mean, uh, there are a lot of places around here that do it very well. So why not Latinos in Spokane? You know? Yeah. And I think the difference there to highlight is there are uh, organizations that have amazing attorneys that are doing um, low-cost pro bono work. But a lot of the funds that they have are tied to certain immigrants. So they can only provide services to certain people. Oh. And a lot of people don't know that. So that's the that's the complexity that we need to break down so that we can all understand and all, you know, we can we can come together to really make changes here in Spokane and create a welcoming Spokane. Absolutely. Well, I know that we have more questions, a couple more questions about how people can connect with you and everything. But to kind of put it in perspective for someone who's maybe not familiar, maybe they haven't lived for a long time in Spokane, maybe they're newer to the area. How big is the Latino community in Spokane? So we're pretty big. You know, we have had uh, we have everything from first to fourth generation in Spokane. Um, we have. Um, I want to say that the 20, 2010 census had us at around six percent of the population, um, but we led 40 percent of the growth for the total population from 2010 to 2020. 
So what does that look like when we're, um, we're increasing in those numbers? If we were to estimate by 2050, 20, I mean, 2050, <laughs> if we were to estimate for, you know, the next um, 20 years, if we we're going to do a projection for 20 years, we could be 25% of the population. So, you know, we are a young population. We're also um, uh, coming in here to provide a lot of services from construction to restaurants to food um, to starting our own businesses. You know, uh, the, the Latino population is very diverse here. And yeah, we have everything from first to, to third generation. That's wonderful. Well, I mean, everyone needs to get involved, obviously, with Latinas in Spokane. Um, and especially, you know, everyone, too, that's moving here. And if you're looking for a way to get involved, Latinos in Spokane is one way to do that. Um, if people would like to connect with you about how to support the local community beyond the documentary, if they go to the documentary, of course, and then after that, if they want to continue getting involved, what's the best way for them to find more information? Yes, reach out to us. Um, stop by, visit us. Um, come in and have a cafecito with us. We're open Monday through Friday from 10 a.m. to 6 p.m. We love learning uh, with community, you know, so just come in and talk to us. Um, we always need volunteers. El Mercadito distributed 65,000 pounds of food last year, and we're so proud to share that it's a volunteer effort. So everything that takes place, that magic that takes place the last Saturday of every month is because of our volunteers. So sign up to volunteer. Um, get involved, you know, whether it's in uh, policy, whether it's just helping us distribute food, uh, showing up to our events, uh, supporting local businesses. Um, if you don't want to volunteer at a Mecaito, that's fine. Come out and have an empanada with us. Come out and break bread with us. Delicious. Perfect. There's so many ways to get involved. We're so excited. Thank you so much for coming onto the podcast and sharing all about all of the exciting events coming up, including the documentary. So if you'd like to learn more, you can visit latinosinspokane.org and you can also go to trendingnorthwest.com backslash L-E-S to learn more about the documentary and to, of course, buy your ticket. Yeah, thank you so much. Have you ever spent hours researching online to find the coolest hotspots, learn about fascinating local people, and plan your next staycation, only to be more confused? We have a magazine for that. We do the hard work for you and research trending topics every day, and then spill the tea on our favorites on social, in the digital magazine, for the busy modern professional to access easily on the go. Support women-owned inclusive media and become a subscriber for just $29 a year at trendingnorthwest.com backslash subscribe.